I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, it is a Sunday, so a bit of drawing time and some speculation and musing on prompts. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode 418, Prompts. It is a Sunday, a Sunday following a Saturday, two shows this weekend, definitely like this morning routine. Yes, the normalcy of it. Yes, normalcy is a good thing. And so I'm here this morning, definitely for a little bit of drawing. I am ready to start a new page. I really cranked through a blank page yesterday. I started that page Well, I didn't start it during the show. I started it afterwards in a drawing session. And to eliminate the problems with an odd page, odd spaces, I went ahead and really filled the page. Wasn't too hard. Saturday is self-portrait day. So a couple of drawings on the page, a quote, a flower, it fills in. And we are now starting week five of hashtag illustrate your week in the CMP group is a funny thing in that it was completely unplanned. And I could have spent a lot of time planning something like this and hoping to make a go of it. And it might not have worked, may or may not have worked. This was completely unplanned. It was spontaneous. And because the group a number of people in the group, enough people in the group have really just gone for it. It has just exploded. It's been wonderful. And I find it really hard to believe we are now in week five and it hasn't felt like pulling teeth. There doesn't seem to be this real restlessness At the end of every week, I sit there and think, wow, another week went by. And some people are still saying, yes, let's do it again. So it's really wonderful. I have been doing something like this for a long time, definitely consistently all of last year. And I really enjoy it. And I'm really happy to see other people enjoying it. I'm really inspired by how other people do it. One of the things I always talk to people about is the fact that it's such a flexible form that you can make it your own and you don't have to be hemmed in by what you try one week. You can go on and try something else the next week. Maybe you're using circles and someone else does that with awesomeness, but it wasn't exactly feeling quite right to you. So maybe you switch up. Maybe you try squares. Maybe you try long, tall, skinny rectangles. Maybe you try something fractured. Maybe you try something that starts and builds from a center. Put a drawing in the middle and make these ray-like boxes coming out from that. Or maybe you work from any kind of central shape 
Maybe you mandala yourself out and create spaces that way. There are all kinds of ways to do it, and there is no wrong way to do it. A lot of people don't use any dividing lines. You will see tons of examples like that on Instagram. That aesthetic can totally work. A lot will depend on how you lay it out, how you size things, what the balance of light and dark is, regardless of whether it's color or not. A lot has to do with the balance of light and dark. If you are using color, the color is going to make a difference in how things are separated visually, how they hold together, all kinds of containers you can use and techniques you can use to give little bits of separation between things when you need it. For me, I just fill the space. And at the end, I might look at it and think, oh, there's a little bit of white space there. Oh, no. Oh, dear. A little bit of space there. But I don't really go, oh, dear. I go, oh, I need to fill that. And oftentimes, yes, I use circles right now because I completely enjoy the small circles and then filling them in. I heard someone recently talking about people not being playful enough in their work. There was a comment about people who were just sitting around and hatching. And of course, that really struck me because I actually think being someone who can sit around and hatch and appreciate that is a really good thing and a mindful thing and a way of enacting self-care. So be careful about your assumptions, your oblique judgments, because in some ways it can be very helpful at certain times, certain people, certain moments. If you need to hatch, you should hatch. And if you want to just fill space and you don't want to just try and draw your room or your pile or your mess or your cupboards, your grocery delivery on the steps, your pile of laundry, your stack of canned chicken, whatever it is. If you don't want to do that, it is absolutely okay. You don't need anyone's permission to just draw lines all across a page or fill a page with squares and color them in or hatch them in or stipple them in all things that slow you down. It's okay to do that. And I'm going to keep saying that for myself and for anyone else who's out there who thinks, wow, I'm hearing these other people tell me that I'm not creative enough because I do spend some time mindlessly or mindfully hatching. So get off my soapbox, soapbox, soapbox. Well, yes, it is a saying. Sunday and... I am going to draw, I was thinking about prompts, talking about prompts because I really need to get us back into always talking about creative things and inspiring you. Let's dig ourselves out of the holes we may have been in. So I thought I would talk a little bit about prompts because I find prompts so interesting And wow, there must be zillions of prompts out there. So many word lists you can find each month at least. And 
think we all have a different relationship with those. And I think we may come and go. Sometimes we like them. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we want to be a rebel and never look at a prompt. And sometimes we want to be really clever and really spin a prompt. And sometimes we really like just having a prompt, just gives us some kind of guidance. Sometimes we like to just see the prompt and be aware of it, but how we use it might not be very clear. All kinds of ways that we can approach a prompt set. For me, what I find interesting is that I think we can take the same prompt set and use it over and over and always come up with something new. And I think that's really the beauty of a prompt set, that malleability of a word and how we approach that word today versus tomorrow versus in a month versus in a year. Every time we are faced with that word again, we're going to have a different response. And even if we had the same response, if it was something super concrete like salt shaker, how we draw or represent or depict or categorize or characterize the salt shaker that day, even if it's the same salt shaker, will probably be different. But that's me. I'm not opposed to drawing the same dinosaur finger puppet a hundred times. I'm pretty sure it'll always look different. And will still always feel sentimental to me and always be cute in its own way. So I think prompts are interesting. Because I've been doing the Illustrate Your Week challenge with people and coming up with at least one idea a day, one idea for each day, some weeks I sit there and think, well, what should I guide them to do this week? Because it could be anything. And with an illustrated journal, really, you might just be detailing your day and your life, and you might not even want the outside noise of a prompt set. And that might typically be where I fall. And yet, yeah, it's kind of nice to see these prompts And then to think, well, maybe I should incorporate that. Maybe I should do that. I haven't done them all. I've had other things going on and filling space a little differently. But I've done some of them. And sometimes I think, well, draw something you ate should be on the prompt list for every week. Because I really feel like for someone doing illustrated journaling, there is this core set of a la carte things. And you could look at it at any point and go, oh, yeah, well, I'll do that today. And next week, you would start again with that a la carte set and say, oh, yeah, today I want to do that one. Make sure I get that in or that's a good fit. Yeah, I'll draw that book cover that I'm reading or that app icon because I'm using it endlessly. For me, it's two dots. I play two dots all the time. I cycle through. There have been other games that occupy that space for me, but right now I'm back into two dots. So really that icon is something I could easily throw into my illustrated journal and it would make total sense and it would record something. 
I looked back this morning at my three pages from last week, and I see on four separate days I made a note about the same thing because it was such an issue last week. And it is very interesting now for me to look back and say, well, I actually recorded it on Sunday because already it was an issue, and I recorded it again on this day and this day and this day. That record means something to me. It is a good thing. So an a la carte set, I think, has a lot of merit. And I would love to put together that a la carte set. I think that's what I'm doing, but I'm doing it in little, little sets. So just the nature of the way I have this set up, I'm throwing out a couple of what I'm calling scavenger ideas for each week, and then one additional nudge a day. And these are all optional. But I think when taken together, a lot of these become part of a full a la carte set. I like that. For me, that kind of a la carte set would branch out to include other things. So it is building, yes. But it would also, I like the freedom of a word sometimes that everyone is really going to approach differently and that you will come back to differently. So not necessarily something attached to a specific thing. Yes, I love salt shaker or teapot or your coffee mug or something in a jar. I love all of those things. Favorite outfit. I do go back to the idea of the book When Wanderers Cease to Roam. And someone mentioned that recently. It is a book I love and I've talked about it a couple of times. It might have been back in the Wander show, but I have talked about it several times and I pulled all of her books last year because she does have several and the others are very different. There are things I love in that book and it's definitely one that comes up in this context. It can be super inspiring. One of the things I love is the way she does vignettes of seasons or window views or trees. She does a lot of things like that in watercolor and it's really amazing. It's definitely a book to pull if you are able to pull books. So that's one to look at. Again, I will say people should pull Draw Your Day, which I've talked about a couple of times recently, but there are lots of examples and tons of great examples at Instagram. So some people say, well, my life is the same every single day or most days. Well, I don't think that's all that unusual. It doesn't even really matter whether you are someone who works all day or who doesn't. I think there are still fairly clear patterns that evolve on both sides of that divide. And that is okay. It is not a reason to discount what does happen in your day. So looking at some prompts can sometimes be helpful. People who do exciting things every single day, they already know what they might want to draw. If you actually leave your house and go somewhere every day, then yes, you probably have the opportunity to snap a photo that you can draw from later and then document your day. But if you just sit home every day, or if your routine is something like go to the library or go to the grocery or 
make dinner, I don't know, all the basic things, the quotidian things that most of us do, it can be harder to think about what to do to fill space at night. Prompts can help. And sometimes it's okay if it's the same prompt. What you ate for dinner is not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea seven days a week. If you have no idea what you want to put in your journal or in your spread, but you really want to do this kind of thing because you want to be creating your own record and you're really drawn to the idea of a visual record, a sketch note style, something that combines the text and the art, something that is about the record or the note of it rather than just the artistic merit, then what you ate is okay. Your hand holding a coffee cup is okay. Every single week could have that. Actually, I think that's a darn good idea. I do my hand holding a coffee cup with some regularity. Really good idea. It could be part of every spread. What you find that you enjoy repeating becomes part of how you do it. Part of how you approach illustrated journaling, how you approach a creative sketchbook. It might be that you want to swatch your palette every week. That's okay. It would be beautiful. It might be that you need to do uh, ink samples every week to show what's inked up in your pen. It's a great way to record your ink. It might be that you always record the weather. Some of you do that. And it might be that you have a habit tracker built in. Some of you do that. I am doing that to some extent right now too, checking off a few things. Might be that your list goes in there every week. Why not? Why not? When I was working in the Hobonichi last year, and I only did it for a couple of months before I guess I switched into another bigger journal, different project, but it still was a favorite thing to do. And I was filling in a calendar with illustration and notes. Same kind of process, very limited space, same approach. And a lot of people use a Hobonichi that way. All kinds of ways to do it. But just don't let yourself get locked in. Realize you can continue to change. Every week you can do it differently. It is your journal. I think you'll find a certain way that you like And some weeks, maybe you start out that way and it seems to morph a little bit. I find that happens. I don't think all of my pages look exactly the same. And then sometimes I go back again to sort of my home base, starting with grids, boxes, cartoon-like spaces. It's what I love. It's what I love. So, I don't know. The whole point of that really is that you could take seven words and have those seven words every week. It wouldn't, wouldn't hurt you. Would you get bored? Yes. If you only had seven, yes, you'd start to feel hemmed in. Maybe you really like the excitement of a different word every day. But once you have maybe 30, 60, maybe it's okay to repeat some. Am I setting the stage here so that I can repeat prompts? Maybe. Maybe, maybe, because I do think there's a lot of value to it. Maybe I'm just talking out loud and building out how I want to do this overall. I'm so thankful that there are a small handful of people who are so excited about it and so finding this to be a rewarding, self-rewarding process, something they really enjoy. 
And I do know people are telling me it's the only thing they're managing. You should be able to do it in maybe five minutes, but they just can't seem to, and they don't seem to have time for anything else. And I know that that's the risk, that for some people, eventually they will grow tired of this because it seems to take all their time. So I do know that. I know it's a balancing act. And I think people will find their own footing in that. For me, it's kind of the space I'm working in and I just let it hold everything. So I'm still getting to not just make notes, but also do portraits. And I'm just tuning out all the voices telling me that these people are not people I know and shouldn't be in my journal because I actually really love having all these people in my journal. And I wish I had not ever ended up in a position to doubt that again. But I'm going to read two quotes. So the first one, this is one of the quotes I found this week and decided I would use. Before you can think out of the box, you have to start with a box. Twyla Tharp. Really like that. Obviously, there's so many good reasons to like that quote. But it's a very philosophical view, too. It's very wise. Before you can think out of the box, you have to start with a box. Oh, so many ways my sketchbook illustrates that, right? Now, the second one, I have to pull up on a phone. This one's just funny. So let's see. This is going to sound inane, but I'll tell you why. Mr. Owl ate my metal worm. That's my other quote. That is a quote that I need to put in my sketchbook today for last week because I meant to do it. I kept intending to do it and I never did get it in. And I finally found one, that one. So I kept intending to put a palindrome in. It was one of the scavenger tips from last week. And I had not found a perfect one. I thought I would find some incredibly awesome one. And when I saw that one last night, I decided that one actually is really cool. It's much harder than you think to come up with a great palindrome. So I think this one will be just funny to put in. And it's just one of those non sequiturs. That's what sometimes the scavenger list is, non sequiturs. Just a little bit of spice, a little bit of spice. So you've got your basics and you've got your little bit of spice and you have your little bit of daily surprise with a daily nudge. Got all these things that just give you so much possibility, right? So much possibility. Yeah. Okay. We're going to back up. I'm going to do some kind of some kind of drawing. Okay. I have backed up and I am on on a new page, but it's a right-hand page. But I think it's okay because I don't really seem to be able to stay in two pages and I don't really want to. I don't really want to feel like I have to. That's never been my approach. During my 50 before 50 year, I started each page as a week because I wanted to document a week, each two page spread, but I didn't hold myself to whether or not a week fit in the two pages. So I'm going to go ahead it does feel a little odd to start a brand new week on this single, single page of a two page spread, but I'm going to do it. So I have a couple picks for today and 
I am going to do one. I have a drawing group coming up and it usually works well for me to start my sketch right now while I'm recording and then to continue it in my drawing group. I am learning that while I don't seem to take endless amounts of time at night, I do seem to be much slower than everyone else. So I am just looking at the size of this. This is a little girl of my pics today. It's a little girl blowing bubbles. And I recently chose someone blowing bubbles. It was an adult and I haven't drawn her yet. For some reason, these photos have interested me. I'm interested in continuing working a little bit with the, the kids or the younger people. I did one yesterday and I'm going to do this one. So we see her torso. She's blowing bubbles. Bubbles are partly obscuring her face. The account is Bethany B. And she will be a challenge for me. So we've got a hand. We actually have two hands. Two hands. Definitely a challenge. I'm just looking at if I really want to give my my prized left-hand space on this new page to this. It's really a good way for me to start, to start a page though. Okay, so we need a timer and 10 minutes. Well, we'll get 12, we'll do 12. And the timer is started. I'm back to my photo. I have a pencil and I'm gonna draw. And I wonder what you will draw. Since I am drawing this way instead of with a prompt like a word, then I guess this does leave you to find your own thing and just draw. Could give us a word, something like whimsy, and then you figure out something to draw. I need to link the inspiration photo in these shows, in the show notes. I really should do that. I guess I hadn't thought that through. And then you could pull up the drawing. So I'll do that this time. If you are interested in drawing the same little girl, you draw while you listen, and then it will be like we were drawing this together then go stop and go pull up the show notes click through to the link you do not have to have sketchy app to view these photos you can pull the link up in a browser so makes it very handy very nice starting with an eye eye is blocked in okay, jump down here Figure out the lines of her nose, space, space and angle here of this left nostril. These circles are going to be interesting and partly 
because I've been using circles. I really liked it for that. I was thinking about how I might do those. Not totally sure. Might so many possibilities how I might do them. You can't even see this side of her nose because there's a big bubble right here. Bubbles are fun. When's the last time you or your kids had out a bottle of bubbles? It feels like an eternity since my kids were bubble age. It really does. Really does. So I just marked this eye. I hand drew a bubble in here and because of course I should hand draw them. But because of that, I think I made the bubble a lot bigger. Although it, oh yeah. It's covering up a little too much of this eye, so I'm going to just give myself a, grab the eraser, give myself a little guideline here for what it obscures. What a fun photo. What a fun photo. Just think if Sketchy had been around, if your kids are older like mine, if Sketchy had been around when your kids, my kids, were younger, I can see, well, I would also have to have been doing what I do now, which, well, you know, I started trying to paint. Okay. It's a long history. It's not like I never did any art. I did, but I started what I'm doing because I was so taken with my son and just the adorableness in photos I would take. It was just, I couldn't get past it. And I was trying to paint. I was trying to watercolor big. I was using large format. And that's really where I started. I wanted to be able to watercolor and capture those photos myself. So if I was where I am right now, and either wanting to develop an art habit or already doing pen and ink or painting or any kind of portraiture, how fun would it have been to use Sketchy? And even if I wasn't already doing it, how wonderful to be able to post photos of your child and have other amazing artists paint them and draw them, be inspired by them, what a wonderful, what a wonderful keepsake those parents have who are having their children drawn. They're giving the inspiration to other artists, which is such a wonderful thing. But they're also getting these, in some cases, great pieces of art, paintings by others. Just looking, I don't have the wand at quite the right height. 
that's interesting, this wand. It's one of those moments where how you how you make it look like it's at that angle. Mine's looking a little flat. I'm trying to can't zoom in quite close enough to to see what the difference is here. I'll have to do it later. I'm putting it in, but I gotta figure out. I think there's just gotta my mind knows that there's I'm just gonna put it in. My mind knows there's gotta be an edge here coming down, a dimensional edge. I just I can't see it in this photo. I can't get close enough. I am working on a phone. I don't I don't have an iPad or something where I could pull it up. And if I put it on my computer, I would be too far away. So this process works for me. I just keep I zoom in as much as I can and just constantly move around on the photo to where I'm working. But right now I can't even get it zoomed in more. Need to though. I'm at her I'm at her hand. I love hands. I struggle with them, but I so love doing them. I tend to, as I talked about with other things, I tend to draw them in. I spend a lot of time getting them sketched in. And then when I ink them, I seem to often try and correct myself on the fly. And sometimes I end up with misshapen hands, hands that look way too large or something like that. But I do enjoy them. I, I enjoy just trying to draw what I see and appreciate how fingers go together and how they overlap and squish and compress and how knuckles line up or don't and how there's a domino effect in terms of sizing of the fingers when they're in a fist. And I find all of those things really just fascinating to to work on and to do. Just trying to look here. I think I've got her lining up okay. It's actually a little funny that I just said that because as I've said before, someone always has said to me when I'm really stuck. So this was a while back when I most needed to find my own voice and routine again. All the things I didn't yet understand about normalcy. When I first started getting back into what I'm doing. One of the things someone always said is just draw your hand if you don't know what to draw. And I never wanted to do that. <laughs> I did do the coffee cups and I actually did port self portraits. That's really was a big, big and meaningful and profound process for me at the time. It was important. And I think I can see her thumb back there. But hands never super, super thrilled me. 
but I do like choosing portraits with hands. I only choose them on days where I think I'm going to have enough time, though. I am very... I'm very realistic about the timing and what kind of portrait I choose, whether or not I think I have the time to really tackle something that's gonna take a little more, a little more work. Weekends are great for this. grabbed my ballpoint pen one of my favorites it's not really necessarily a favorite to draw with but I love the feel of the jotter and back when I was doing ballpoint and I had gotten ink replacements to put in the jotters trying to find inks that I really liked to work with that way and I grabbed a jotter the other day from the pen cup and just have used it a few times for some notes. So love how it feels. I just love how it feels to hold it. Not everyone does. It's a thinner format. I really, really enjoy it. And definitely I had some moments of, oh, it would be fun to do some ballpoint. <laughs> We're always yearning and leaning and shifting and thinking and wishing and trying to pull in or wanting to pull in other things. That was our timer. Hear it? So that's our timer going off. And I, you know, I didn't do badly. I've got most of two eyes, realizing I didn't put her upper lid in. And her nose placement of the wand and a hand and an arm. So really she is well on her way. So what happens here is there's a lip that extends just beyond this. It does go below this wand, but there's some bubble work there that makes it, that obscures it. So you only see part of it. I don't know if this is going to come across or not inside this bubble, uh, inside the wand. So because of all of the bubbles that need to happen, we're pretty much, if I put her chin in, and if her chin lines up appropriately with the bottom finger here, and actually pretty good, pretty she's pretty much in in shape so she needs hair and a bunch of bubbles and then a t-shirt and I had put her bracelet on it's like an elastic band and actually the shirt falls under that oh, I got the line of that elastic band I got the angle of that off let's try that again It'll go right there so then her shirt's gonna come right in here 
Hmm. I'm looking at where the second hand is. The second hand. Second hand would be out of my box. Gonna have to think about it. I think I'll go ahead and finish my sketch up in my as I move on and then decide if I want to do that. I probably will. Why not? It's a Sunday. Let's go for it. Let's be bold. Let's be bold and brave and go for wild and crazy things. I am the art. The art is me. So that is going to be it for a Sunday. And I'm looking at the time and I'm flabbergasted. 40 minutes never goes so quickly as when I sit and just talk to you and then draw. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters podcast. I'm Amy. You can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. Show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidlis. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And if you would please follow Creativity Matters podcast as well. I don't share as much there, but I'll share the shows there and maybe some other things. And I am trying to work on doing that. Work on doing that. I'm going to shine my little light. So appreciate those of you who follow at Instagram and interact there. I'm glad to get to know people there. I also interact with people in the small group at Facebook, the Creativity Matters group, Creativity Matters podcast group at Facebook. And you are welcome to join there if you are interested in a really small, really supportive, really active group. We do get to know one another. It's not just a group to watch. It's a group to be involved in. So if you're ready for and looking for that, I encourage you to join us. If you have been in the group before and fell out one way or another, because it does happen, you are always welcome to come back when the time is right for you. Thank you to those of you who support the show through Amazon links, Kofi, or at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativity matters. Until next time, Remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe.